Welcome to episode 17 of Playing It Wrong. I'm calling this episode, I Get Into Trouble. First up, I'm going to define the OSR. Oh my god, is this guy an idiot, a genius, or a madman? Well, I'm probably an idiot, but we'll see. I know this topic comes up every few months, and it was a real hot one a few weeks ago, but I've been thinking, and my slow brain has finally, well, I finally had an epiphany yesterday. The OSR is in a community. It's an archipelago. It's a bunch of islands, all sharing the same sea. Each little island has its own rules, its own society. Some islands have good people. Some islands have bad people. Some islands get along. Some islands don't get along. There is no centralized control over all the islands in the archipelago. Only the people in their own little island. So, yeah, that's my definition of the OSR. Tell me what you think. Give a call in. Speaking of call-ins, I've got a couple about a little drive-by I did about Watsy, and oh yes, I am going to rant again on Route Watsy. Hey Chuck, it's DM Dad again. Uh, not to flood your podcast with calls, but I'm uh, totally with you on the Magic: The Gathering uh, as a D and D setting. Um, I don't, I, I don't make a habit of slagging Wizards of the Coast off, but this is three strikes in a row for me. I, uh, I don't like Waterdeep, so I'm not interested in picking up their Dragon Heist adventure. I'm not interested in Eberron, and I have not the smallest desire to set my D&D adventures in a Magic the Gathering setting. I don't even think of Magic the Gathering as having a setting. They're just cards. You know, never mind the stupid flavor text. Just tell me what the card does. So uh, uh, I'm out, you know, for until they get their shit together. Um, I'm going to give my money to Frog God Games. Hey, Chuck, this is Larry Hamilton with Follow Me and Die. I think you're spot on about letting the players change the world. I run an open world, and what the players do have an effect on it. It's, in my opinion, my fun is watching what the players do to my world and basically you have to be willing to let it burn uh yeah you spent all this time on it and carefully crafted it but that's another reason not to put too much time and effort into it so that players can make their change one of my favorite memories that just popped into my mind was at GaryCon back in the spring i ran a gamma world game and the players accidentally blew up the person that was supposed to tell them where the quote-unquote dungeon was. And I was laughing so hard it took me like 10 minutes to recover my composure because I didn't expect them to do that. But I'd let them do it. It was funny. And so I had to come up on the spur of the moment with how they... Hey Chuck, this is Larry again just to finish my sentence. So basically I had to come up with a really quick plan out how they were going to figure out how to get there. It wasn't that hard, uh, but I still get a chuckle out of that, blowing up the guy that is the one that's supposed to tell you how to get there. Enjoy your vlog, your podcast. Uh, keep it up. Yeah, so I ranted on both these topics before. I've ranted on Adventurers League, and I ranted on how stupid the Magic the Gathering the Center uh, setting is that they're going to be releasing in, I believe, November. But this one, this one really is going to go on Adventurers League. 
First, I want to put this disclaimer about Adventurer's League. It is good for the hobby. It's good to bring people into the hobby. I don't think it's that great for keeping people in the hobby. And I fully understand that people have commitments in busy lives, jobs, kids, spouses, family emergencies, all that stuff. Really, I'm a real person. I have that stuff too. But what I really, really don't want is I don't want people's only exposure to D&D to be just Adventurer's League. Folks, please color outside the box. Adventurer's League is D&D with training wheels. It's the McDonald's of D&D. It's McD&D. You may be unfortunate and not have a group of friends to play D&D with. I understand, and Adventures League is the best you can do. There isn't a good DM that you know. There aren't good players that you know. We haven't been able to get a group together. These are all things that anybody who's been in the hobby more than, oh, a year will easily tell you that those things happen. And it's magic when it does come together, when you've got a good DM, a good group of friends. It's magical, and it will beat the crap out of anything that can be put into an Adventurer's League. Now, to continue this rant on Adventurer's League, they just released the new rules for uh, the next season, which I guess is going to be the Waterdeep Undermountain thingy, the Magigger. Well, okay, I understand why it's so important in organized play to make sure nobody cheats. I don't know why anybody cheats in D&D, but people do, and it's really stupid. But there's some crazy stuff in there. Okay, yes, deck of many things, it can be... A little unbalancing for a party if one person gets a lot of experience points, but let's face it, giving a player a character a deck of many things is like giving a monkey a hand grenade. And try to understand why they, they kicked out the really powerful magic the other magic items like Dawnbringer and uh, Black Razor. Okay, yeah, I can see why they did that. But then they went and said, we're going to do treasure points rather than finding gold pieces. Well, D&D already has treasure points. It's called, it's called gold pieces. And before anybody says it, I'm just bitter about Adventurer's League. Yes, I played Adventurer's League. Yes, I am. I fully admit we had a pretty bad DM who did some really stupid and, well, pretty much broke the rules anyway. But I can read. I can read their rules. And I've rolled enough dice to go, I really don't like that. There are better things out there. And I want other people to have better things and have some of the wonderful experiences similar to the ones that I've had over the years. That's what I'm ranting about. Now, it may seem strange, but I'm going to make a full circle here. So how does this rant about Adventures League and 5th Edition go back to my original rant there about defining the OSR? It's simple. When 5th Edition came out, a lot of people saw the OSR-friendly mechanics and went, We won! We won! Okay, fine. 5e has some mechanics that are more OSR-friendly than, say, oh, 4th Edition and know third edition and you really don't have to try too hard to make fifth edition even more osr similar if you go digging through the optional rules that are in the dmg so mechanics wise it's a victory additionally there are many fine retro clones in the market and the originals are available on drive through and RP on drive through rpg you can get pdfs and on some of them you can get print on demand so all the old stuff still available so where does that put all us old Rognards in the OSR? I really think it's gone from defending and keeping mechanics and playstyle alive to keeping the game fun and interesting. And the climate of many forums, social media, and basically corporate marketing make it very difficult and sometimes, we'll say, almost dangerous to fight the crowd. 
go against the group think. As someone else once said, the old grognards are now the anti-establishment. While we honor and keep dear those old mechanics, those simpler mechanics, those dangerous dungeons, those weird monsters, I think we also need to look to, well, some folks outside of gaming for inspiration on, well, keeping the OSR relevant and interesting. Now, your knowledge may vary, but what great minds of the 20th century did I fall back to who were influential in my formative years? Well, let's see. There was uh, Iggy Pop and Joey Ramone. How about Lenny Bruce and George Carlin? Hunter S. Thompson and Jack Kerouac? Mel Brooks, Charlie Chaplin, Frank Zappa, the Dalai Lama. Now, I'll fully admit, I'm no scholar, I'm no academic, I'm not that smart, I'm not that creative, I'm not even good-looking. And any attempt by me to emulate any of those people would be stupid and insulting to those people. All I can do is be me and hopefully sometimes grab a bit of wisdom from them. So, that's this episode, that's this rant. And who knows, maybe I made some friends, maybe I made some enemies, but either way, I did it my way. Ah, get it? Ah, I'm funny. Ah, not really. Anyway, here's the outro. And thanks for listening. Please visit the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's theymightbegazebos.blog. And the letter B, not B, spelled out. Or visit us on Facebook and just search for They Might Be Gazebos. Ask us questions and you might get an answer. If not, we'll just make up the questions and the answers. Remember, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. Intro music is Metal Mania by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution license. Please visit his website at incompetech.com. That's incompetech.com. Really, visit it. There's also downloadable graph paper and hex paper. Additional sound effects from freesound.org used under Creative Commons 01.0 Universal License. Oh yeah, and a lot of the episodes I'm cross-posting to the blog, so if you don't have Anchor and can't comment that way, go over to the blog and comment there. Alright, thanks for listening.